0: Hey Peter, what's up? Why are you talking to yourself? Uh, Because you started talking to me. And plus, I can't find Adam anywhere in Italy. I'm Peter Martin, and you're listening to the You'll Hear It podcast. Daily jazz advice coming at you coming at you on location today in taranto italy uh, this is a solo edition i believe adam did uh one or two of these solo editions uh, way back early on on the podcast but i think this is the first time i'm doing one so excited to be here thank you guys for joining um today what are we talking about well we're talking with ourselves so this is going to be fun um but I'm going to give you seven ways to keep your playing in shape on the road. So obviously I'm in the middle of a tour right now. That's why I'm here uh, down in southern Italy in the, in the boot and heel. I guess I'm kind of at the top of the high heel. You know, at the bottom there's kind of a boot situation happening uh, in Italy. So I'm down there kind of in the crux, um, Toronto. It's a beautiful city here right on the coast of, I had to look this up. It's actually the Ionian Sea. It's not the uh, Adriatic or the Mediterranean. It's the Ionian So maybe we can work in a little bit of Ionian scale practice while we're here. But in any case, um, yeah, in the middle of a tour, having a lot of fun, uh, me and Adam will be back together with some remote episodes very shortly. I hope you enjoyed the best of episodes last week. I actually listened to some of those walking around when I was up in northern Italy the last couple of days and really had had a kick. Uh, I, I even texted Adam and told him, we sound so dogmatic when you put together some of our advice the best of from different episodes. So that was pretty fun to listen to, kind of inspired myself and a little bit of slapping myself on the wrist with the ruler, as it were. Um, but today, I want to talk to you guys about seven ways to keep your playing in shape while on the road, while you're on the road. And so yes, of course, this is very topical, and I've been kind of doing all of these, and um, actually came up with a bunch more. but we're gonna, I kind of whittled it down to what I think are the top seven ways. So we're going to start out with number one. Listen, of course, okay? Uh, I find it's a great time uh, when traveling, kind of the the different isolated situations that I find myself in, be it in a hotel room or on an airplane or just walking around or whatever. Um, Just a wonderful time to uh, listen to music and to explore new things, maybe go back and explore some old things, but to really have some focused listen time. Um, Certainly can do that when I'm at home, when I'm at the studio, uh, open Studio or or whenever, and I do. But sometimes being in a different environment, um, although there's all the lack of you know kind of familiarity and creature comforts and our routine that we have when we're at home, I think that there's some advantages to being in a new place. You don't have a lot of distractions, possibly, um, or at least you can put yourself in a situation where you don't have a lot of distractions. So, what better time than to focus on some really active listening? Now, we've talked about this uh, a lot on the podcast. And um, I think the best way to kind of get into a mindset of really active and musically profitable practice type of listening is to think about, you know, listening not as a lover of music but as a practitioner of it, okay? I think the realities of how we listen to music as musicians is always a combination. But if you want to get into this kind of really tactical type of listening where – You can actually keep your playing and your musicality in shape while you're on the road. It's a matter of, um, oh, we got a little police action coming by. They're not coming for me, though. Oh, I hope that's not the jazz police. If they made it all the way to the boot of Italy, we're in trouble. Um, But yeah, so the type of listening where you're trying to do some ear training, you're trying to really identify what's going on. You're totally focusing on the music and thinking about it from the standpoint of, Like how could I play that? What are they doing? What is the time signature there? What is the underlying rhythm? What is the specific voicing maybe even that the pianist is playing? What key are they playing? I mean, there's so many different ways to challenge yourself and work on your musicality um, and your overall music skills that will truly, you know, work into keeping your playing in shape. So listening is is absolutely number one. All right, so number two. um, this is a little bit counterintuitive, but or maybe I guess it's intuitive, and that is to practice. okay? So as pianists, um, we have a little bit more challenge than other instruments, but I'm noticing in hotels being on the road with horn players, uh, being on the road with vocalists, you know bass players, a lot of times it's it's tricky to practice because people complain, you feel self-conscious making all that noise. Um, but as a pianist, some things that I've done on the road and actually even been able to pull off on this tour, is finding a piano in the hotel a lot of times they'll have them in like ballrooms or meeting rooms if you're nice to the folks and ask them um you'd be surprised at how many pianos you can find that's already happened on this tour for me and a lot of times you know with talking to the right person you can get a couple of hours isolated in a room where you can just practice you know um right there in the hotel so that's the first place i would say to look next piano stores um I haven't done that this tour, but I've done that before. A lot of uh, piano stores, especially like the Steinway dealers and stuff, will have places that, are, that you can try out pianos. So, you know, once you get in there, you got to be kind of honest with them and tell them you may not be in the market for buying a piano that day, but who knows? Maybe you find some. But it's a way to get in there and, and, and get at a keyboard. Um, also, of course, the venue, if you have an opportunity to play there. Um, sometimes there's other places, even in the stage. And the last one as far as to try to find practice, and I've had a lot of success over the years with this, are churches. Um, and I don't know if I've ever done it in a synagogue or a mosque, but I would, I would think it be any place of worship. A lot of times they have pianos there, and if you ask somebody, could I come in and play some music, practice, a lot of times they, they love to have their instruments played. So uh, that's something to think about. So that's number two, practice. Now, on to number three of our seven ways to keep your playing in shape on the road. Wow, this is so easy without having to t- toss it back and, back and forth with Adam. I'm kind of liking this. Um, okay, number three. Uh, this is go and see other genres of art. Um, and this will really give you inspiration to improve your playing, maybe to give a little bit of a different viewpoint on your art and, and kind of what we play in the jazz world uh, to make some connections. So you could go to a museum. You could go to a or a museum, depending on where you are in the world uh, and how you talk. You could go to a park. Um, you could go to a concert. I mean, there's like free concerts, especially in Europe. I'm always seeing stuff around. Um, you know, maybe a different genre of music to get inspired. Maybe go check out a little classical. Go check out. Go to a club and check out a little bit of funk or R and B or rock show. You know, open your horizons. Just try to go. S- hear something really high quality. You'd be amazed at what's available. If you're in a different part of the world that has different kinds of music that aren't available where you live, what a great opportunity to do that. And I think it certainly will help keep your playing in shape for sure. Uh, The museum thing I I love doing, especially when I'm in Europe, so many great museums here and, um, you know, try to make some connections and just expand your artistic palette. That's always a great thing we can do for our playing. All right, number four um, or seven ways to keep your playing in shape on the road. This is to sit in at a jam session, okay? So this is going to take a little bit of asking around for availability. Um, a lot of times I end up doing this and, and different musicians that I travel with will, you know, when there's a festival uh, that we're performing at, there oftentimes are Jam sessions, you know, multiple jam sessions or at least one happening almost every night of the festival. So a lot of times we think, oh, you know, and I used to do it more, but I still try to get in there and do it some, even if I'm tired or whatever, because there's nothing like keeping your shape. You you know, you're playing in shape than being by, by being challenged at a jam session, especially if you got some good players there, which oftentimes you do. Um, you know, play some tunes you're not thinking of, play in a different situation with different musicians. Great to challenge yourself. Gives you a little bit more time on your instrument, which is really what, you know, staying in shape on the road in terms of your playing is all about. Okay, let's move on to number five. I think I've forgotten that other guy now. What's his name, Adam something? I've already forgotten about him. Don't even need him as it turns out. Okay, number five. Um, This is to bring a keyboard on the road with you. If you're a pianist, and practice in the room. Now we have a little bit of an advantage over other instruments because, you know, there is a problem like especially like horn players. I'm always seeing, are, you know, saying they they feel weird playing in the room because it carries all over the hotel. But the keyboard, you can get the headphones going. And I haven't done this in a while just because I've pared down my um, my travel setup just with the carry-ons and the luggage, and having another thing to carry would really kind of mess that up. But I used to do this and just bring a keyboard and. And practice, and you know, you try to get something. I would always try to have a keyboard, a travel keyboard that might not have been a lot of octaves, but was 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 actual key, uh, correct size keys, so that you could practice a few technical things even. But you can certainly. Um, You know, work things out, do some transcribing. There's so many different things that you can do when you do have a keyboard available to you. So um, they even have these rollout keyboards. I had that for a while. I think I left it in a hotel room. I should get another one of those. But it's basically like a USB rollout keyboard that packs really small. It does not feel like like a great keyboard, but you can do a little bit of playing on it. So I would recommend that. Uh, And that leads us right into number six, which is to compose music. Uh, when you're on the road to really think about uh, composition and maybe it's something that when you're at home, you know, in your normal routine, you just never have time to do or you want to do more of, you know, it's kind of like reading more. Sometimes when you get out of town, uh, taking a trip, you know, you bring a book along, you can be a little more focused to hit that. I think composition is the same way and you can do this anywhere. You know, you don't have to have a piano. You don't have to have a guitar. Um, you can uh, do it by ear. It's uh, Obviously, it's harder if you haven't done a lot. To, to, to be able to compose away from your instrument, um, but it's it's basically it's definitely possible, and in fact, a lot of times for me, it's a preferable a preferable way to compose at least the early stages of working through a composition. And actually, um, Adam and I have talked about this. I think on the podcast, but definitely we've talked about it with each other. He really likes that to, to you know at selected times of the composition pro- process to. Uh, Compose away from the piano, away from everything, maybe go outside somewhere. And so all it takes is you know some notation paper, or you can even just bring your phone along and you know sing something or make some notes that way you know with the audio recording. Um, but I, I, I find traveling is a great time to work on composition, and that ultimately is a big part of our musicianship again that's going to contribute to keeping our playing uh, together. All right, we've made it all the way to number seven of our seven ways to keep your playing in shape on the road. Oh, and I just thought of a bonus, so that's good. Please stick around for that because we're going to throw that. That'll actually be number eight. But number seven is to work on ear training. Now, this is another good one that you can do. In fact, you should do away from your instrument. Um, There's some really good apps available, and in fact, we're going to be getting into those really soon. Adam and I have started evaluating some apps because we got so many questions about this. And, you know, when I was doing a lot of my ear training work early on, obviously there was no apps to help you do this. You had to find someone that was going to do it. Um, and because you really need some feed, it, it not necessarily feed. well, yeah, feedback you need, but you need somebody to test you on this as you're working on your ear training. I talked about earlier listening um, to recordings. You can do a lot of great ear training if you're doing very, very um, adhering to that, to, to some very intentional, um, active listening But you can also, with some of these apps, um, really work on your ear training. So that starts from the basic thing of listening to intervals, listening to chord types, listening to upper extensions of chords, listening to different kinds of scales, being able to identify those, being able to sing them, working on that kind of, the the actual vocalizing of your ear training. So that's a great thing to work on because, you know, you're away from your instrument and and it's going to contribute in an outsized way, I would say, to your playing um, as that that more advanced ear training starts to seep into your musical consciousness, um, it'll really benefit your playing. So another thing, kind of like composition, that can fall through the cracks sometimes when we're in our normal routine. So maybe when you're on the road, take the opportunity to, um, to attend to some of that. So there you go. That's the seven ways to keep your playing in shape on the road. I got one more bonus for you in a minute, but I just wanted to say thank you guys for listening to my first ever a uh, solo episode of the You'll Hear a Podcast. I'm kind of excited about this. I got to say it went pretty well. I'm, I'm missing Adam a little bit. I'm not gonna lie. You know we have the nice rapport. A lot of fun there in the studio. Um, but um, hopefully this worked well for you guys. Hopefully I provided a little bit of value for you guys uh, in your day to day things. And hope everybody's well. I'm doing good. I'm having fun on this tour. Um, and um, really thinking about the, the, the community and everything, just want to say we are sponsored by Open Studio, as you guys know. And we actually have something very exciting that just happened in the last few days. Since I've been gone, um, I am kind of involved in it, but um, this is really, uh, from a core standpoint, been Adam's baby, so I want to give up some props to that. Um, but the name of it is, is – it's a whole new series we started Uh, Available at OpenStudioJazz.com, of course, called Jazz Piano Technique. And Volume 1, which we've just released, is um, all about pentatonics. And this was really the number one question that we have gotten for a long time specifically about piano technique. So if you look into, you know, kind of, um, well, we, we break it down into four sort of main aspects of specifically jazz piano technique. Speed, power, dexterity, and control. If you're looking to up your game in those four areas, I think that this series, Jazz panel Technique, will really be good, uh, especially starting with this pentatonics, because this was the one we had most questions about, people wanted to know, and this is probably the quickest to be able to apply what you learn into your playing. And so we structured each volume um, as a four-week boot camp, and Adam and I had a little bit of an argument back and forth, because I wanted to make it four weeks uh, 28 days, seven days a week. And he's like, come on, we got to get people two two days off. I was like two days off now, maybe one day off, but he ended up winning. So it's 20 days. Um, so you can actually go through it quicker than four weeks if you don't take any days off, which would be fun. Um, but it's, you know, it's, it's, it's 20 weeks of, I'm sorry, 20 days, not 20 weeks. <laughs> that would be a little long, four weeks, 20 days. And, um, it covers, uh, the core areas of jazz piano technique, this volume is specifically pentatonics. We've got a bunch of fingerings. We go through a bunch of different keys. You know, We actually go through and are your personal technique trainers. Um, we, have, we have extensive guided practice sessions, which have been super popular. GPS. We are going to be your GPS, your compass to becoming a better pianist. And to up in your technical game. So, if you're looking for someone to do a little bit of hand holding with you, this is the course. You know, some of our other courses, we've gotten a lot of comments that they're great, but they don't have enough hand holding. So, I think we went over the top with the hand holding on this one. So, anyway, you can check it out at OpenStudioJazz.com. The course is called Jazz Piano Technique, Volume 1 Pentatonic. So, we hope you enjoy that. Now, for our number eight bonus of our ways to keep your playing in shape on the road, this is learning a new instrument. Um, and I was thinking guitar that kind of popped in my mind as a pianist, you know, and, uh, years ago I brought a guitar out on the road for just a short tour. And I said, you know what, I'm going to try to learn guitar. And I learned a little bit and I kind of dropped the ball. I mean, I've done a little bit over the years, just mainly from kind of, learning to play it a little bit so i could compose for it because i love the instrument but what a great time and when you're a pianist especially and you can't really bring a piano you can bring a keyboard yeah but to bring a uh, another instrument I, I used to play violin i actually brought a violin on the road for a while just as a chance to practice something in the room in the room so i think that's always a great perspective changer a game changer truly for you, if you bring something else, uh another instrument onto your palette. Not necessarily to perform. I, mean, I don't know. Maybe you get to that level, but just as a new kind of approach. So keep that one in mind. And uh, until tomorrow, you'll hear it.